0: Thank you, Ace. What, you're, what we just heard was part of one of the greatest transitions in the entire Bible. Because it was the first time when God revealed, and, and well, he had revealed earlier, but he moved Peter to reach out to us, Gentiles. Look, into the, look, look at the first next to you and say, you're, you're a Gentile if you didn't know it. Now what that means is you're just not a Jew, and you weren't born in the nation of Israel. Okay, Gentiles are any non-Jews. So most of us in here are Gentiles. Well, until this transition, until this passage of Scripture in Acts chapter 10, the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, had only been preached to Jews, to other Jewish people. Of course, Jesus Christ, we know, was born of Jewish uh, descent. The disciples were all Jewish. And when he left... Uh, and went back to heaven, he gave the command to the disciples and to those others that were there. He says, look, I want you to go into all the nations. Well, really, the angel was saying this. Go into all the nations and uh, teach them everything that I've commanded you. Baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Well, they did that, and Peter had been doing that, but he had just been doing it all to the people of Israel until today. And a a transition was coming. Now, when I'm talking about traditions today, I'm not just uh, transitions today, I'm not just talking about New Year's resolutions, all right? Because those usually last till when? About February the 10th or something like that. But this is something that makes life change. Now, a transition, if you want to write some notes down on something, is just that space or that distance between where you are right now and where you want to go. Okay, it's where you are right now and where you want to go. It's a change from one place or state or stage or condition to another. In literature, it's those phrases or words that writers will use to connect this idea to that idea. It's a transition. Uh, They're bridges, they're connections. But there's always a space. It's kind of like this picture. I saw this. You know, it's kind of like here's a trapeze artist, an athlete. And he let go of one trapeze. And he's getting ready to grab hold of another trapeze. And the distance between the first trapeze and the second trapeze is the transition. How many of you know it's like that? The reason we don't make transitions and changes sometimes is because, man, i got to let go of something. And I'm not just real comfortable letting go of this thing. But look at this next one. I mean, the thing is, God doesn't, sometimes hesitate to stretch you. How many of you know that? God doesn't mind stretching you. Have you experienced that? You say, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, Yeah, God doesn't mind stretching you because he knows he's about your good and he knows some great things are going to come out of you being stretched. And sometimes the distance gets a little farther. And sometimes the, oh my. Now that's where some of you think you are right now when it comes to making changes in your life. You're going, man, there is just no way I'm going to land this thing. There's just no way I'm going to get to the place that I believe God wants me to be. Some of you are thinking, I don't even know that God can change me. Well, I want to tell you, he can, and he will, and he is even right now. But this is exactly what was happening with the Apostle Peter, Simon Peter. Now, see, we go through stuff all the time. It it could be spiritually, it could be financially it could be you know relationally you're a lot of y'all are married you know you're going through changes you know, it could be emotionally you know we all have situations it it could be physically uh i won't say anything uh, it, it could be mentally education geographically i mean for mary and i that was a big deal moving from florida up here somebody said you know i really believe god called you up here because why would you in your right mind leave florida to come to indiana I said, look around, look at all these great people. And, uh, you know, I think I'm going to nickname it God's frozen chosen, but, you know, it's... Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, to, 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 to geographically change, you have to start from where you are, and you have to move to where you're going. Now, for us, that involved a big 26-foot Penske truck. We did it ourselves with our friends. Don't do that. And it was really uh, it was quite the experience. But transitions are everywhere, and this transition in Acts 10, listen, is the biggest one, I think, in the entire Bible. This is the place where God moves one of his men to move from preaching the gospel just to the Jewish people to us. SCC is the result of Peter's willingness to make a transition. So gospel in Shelby County is the result of Peter being willing to make a transition. And all over, uh, and and the the world was changed because Peter was willing to make a change. Now, look in Acts 10 if you have scriptures, okay? Because it wasn't like it was just that easy. It really was that farthest trapeze release. So here's here's what was going on. Acts chapter 10. So uh, there was a guy, his name was Cornelius in verse 1. Now Cornelius, it says he was a centurion. Now what that meant was he was a Roman soldier overseeing at least 100 other fighting men. So at least 100. Sometimes centurions oversaw a couple of hundred. But he he had to have had at least 15 to 20 years of military experience. So this guy was not a wimp. He was a leader. But look at what it says about him in verse 2. It says he was a devout man he feared God. Uh, it actually says he impacted his family that way. It says he was a generous man. He gave away alms and he prayed a lot. But now listen, he didn't know Jesus yet. Can I just say that? He didn't know Jesus yet. Now there's some people that are they're far enough away from God, you know, maybe it's easy to tell, man, that they don't know Jesus yet, because he changes more than what they're experiencing right now. But there are some people that are, just say it, they're good people. And maybe even some of us. You're good people. you got some stuff together, you know. You're, you're not where you used to be. And, 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 and you are generous. And you do help people. And, and, and uh, you know, you are making changes in your life and in, in, in the city. But you don't know Jesus yet. Now that was Cornelius. And he's everywhere in Shelbyville. I talked to two different people this week. I didn't call him Cornelius. I mean, don't you know that guys probably had nicknames? What was his What was his nickname in the military? Corn Dog, probably. Don't you think? I mean, something. You know how military guys they all get these little handles and stuff. Well, one lady I was talking to this week, inviting her, uh, I, I asked this question. This is always a good question. Where do you go to church? Now add this: When you go. See that takes away the, that takes away the. Uh, you know, the judgment, because if they don't go to church, which sometimes they don't, they don't feel guilty. Where do you go to church when you go? One lady said, well, I don't go, haven't been in a long time, I'm Catholic. I said, well, great, I go to a church that's full of Catholics. Yeah. I mean, watch how many of y'all used to be a Catholic at some time in your life? See, Look, look all over the place. And, but she said, oh, I can't go to another church if it's not a Catholic church. I went, well, it doesn't seem to be working so good for you right now. I said, well, you ought to come check. Anyway, but she said this, but, she, but I'm a good person. I said, great. She goes, um, I pray for people. I said, that's great. And you know what the truth is? You can know Christ and not be in a local church. Isn't that true? Yeah. But you know what it's like? It's kind of like Christmas. We, we were In fact, it's kind of like what we just put in. Thank you, Jim. Uh, we put in this uh, little thing console under our television. It's got a fake fireplace in it. You know what I mean? I mean, it looks really good. You know, but it, the, But unless you turn the heater on, it's not going to put out any heat. You know what I mean? And so a lot of times when people say, well, I'm staying home. I'm watching church online. All of you that are watching online, it's great. But I just want to tell you, you won't feel the heat like you do when you get here in person. You know, get the, you know, so get, get the bud in the seat. All right. That's the idea, right? Yeah. So anyway, but she, she was a good person. I don't know if she knew Jesus or not yet. Talk to another person as I get my gasoline and, and I asked them the same question. I always ask that question. You know, when you go to church, say that that's part with me, where do you go? And she said the same thing. She said, I, I don't go anywhere. I said, well, let me tell you about a church that you're going to love when you come. And uh, she, guess what she told me? Uh, you know, I'm a good person. I'm going, do these people really think they're that good? I mean, the world is a mess. You know, if it was as full of as good a people as we think we are, I think we'd be changing some stuff. You know, but anyway. But here's the thing. She she didn't know Jesus yet. Now, Cornelius was a great guy. He was an awesome man. He was a leader. Even the Jews respected him. But here's the thing. He didn't know Jesus yet. So God, look what it says in verse 4. He had a dream, he had a vision, and God spoke to him and he said, your prayers and your alms have ascended as a memorial before God. So I wrote in my notes, well, God noticed it. And God took that notice. He says, man, I'm going to drag that guy on into the kingdom. He says, if that guy is is serious enough about letting me reveal myself to him as he is now, I'm going to go ahead and reach out to him and bring him in because scripture says nobody can come to Christ unless the Father draw him. And so God was drawing him. Okay, so so Cornelius is having an experience with God. God saying, look, I've got something for you. And so he says, I want you to send some people to a, the town of Joppa, which wasn't that far away. Uh, it was more than 12 miles though. It took them over a day to get there. He says, and there's a guy there whose name is Simon Peter. And he is staying at a house with another guy named Simon who has a leather business. He's called Simon the Tanner, and he lives on the beach. Write this down. This is essential. It's always good to have a friend who has a beach house. Okay, that's a spiritual lesson. You need to write that down, okay? Start praying for that person right now. So, so, so change scenery, okay? So they say, okay, they leave. Now here's where we picked up where Ace started reading so Peter was up on the housetop, he says he went up on the housetop at 6 a.m., that's six hour, and he's having this quiet time, I guess, he's up there, quiet place, and he has an experience, a spiritual experience too. Uh, it said, Bible says he was hungry, they were probably cooking down below, making preparations, it says he fell into a trance, now he smelled all that food, I can promise you, it wasn't the smell of bacon, Okay. I mean, now, that has, the power, that has the powerful spell done. Anyway, so he, he's there, aroma rising, he's hungry, and this is what he saw. This is what Ace read. He, Peter saw this giant sheet being lowered, and in that sheet, there was every kind of animal, unclean animals. There was uh, four-footed creatures, crawling things, all kind of things. Uh, probably because they were unclean, probably some you know, baby back ribs in there. You know, there's probably some barbecued shrimp. You know, that was unclean. They couldn't eat that either. Some catfish fillets, you know, in there. How many of you all of those were, according to Leviticus dietary laws, you weren't supposed to eat those? I'm so ga- glad God said you could. Uh, but he sees all of that and he hears God say, Peter, rise, kill, and eat it. Now, if you had a dream and God was speaking audibly to you, do you think you'd say what Peter said? Peter says, no way, Jose. He says, no way, Lord. I'm not going to do that. I have never eaten that kind of stuff that's unholy and unclean. Now, we say that all the time. It may not be quite that drastic. So God says, well, Peter, let me show you again. The four corners come down. Here it comes down again. Every kind of hoo- hooved and unhooved, clean, and, I mean, every kind of unclean animal, crawling things, it says. And God says, Peter, rise, kill, and eat. Now, this time, Peter didn't answer back so quickly and say, I'm not doing it, God. But he's going, God, what, 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 what's going on? Do you ever feel like you're there? Yeah, God, what's going on? Why is this happening? What, what are you trying to do in my life? What are you doing in this situation? So a third time, God lowers this sheet, says four corners, come down, and inside the sheet are every type of unclean animal. And God's voice says to him, Peter, rise, kill, and eat. Now, if you're like Peter... I think he's getting a point that God's trying to say something. But here's the thing, guys. There has to be a transition from the way he's thinking now to where God's going to take him in his understanding. There's always a transition before there's new, or as revelation comes, but as new expansion comes. You see, Peter had been faithful to the commission to make disciples. They were just all Jewish. And God was getting ready to expand his ministry in a capacity that he had no understanding of. But it took a transition for that to happen. So here's what's happening. As that last last, uh, (laughs) picture shows, this is Peter. He's going, God, God, I've never done that. About that time, there's a knock at the door now sometimes like Peter we wish we had a little more time in between God's fresh command and before God wants us to obey have you ever been there It's like God I think I'd really appreciate just a little more time to think about this you know, it's usually kind of like you know God I, I want to know before I go right God, I want to understand the changes before you start rearranging stuff. Well, God doesn't always give us that. So he goes downstairs and he's going to make a transition that's going to change the entire world's experience of the gospel of Jesus Christ. This was it, this was the transition. And the truth is, unless Peter had been willing to make a transition that he didn't understand and that really was offensive to him, you wouldn't be here at all. We wouldn't even be saved. We wouldn't know the gospel. Now, sometimes three times isn't enough, man. Some of of us need 30 times, you know. God, say it again. One more time. Say it again. Well, his faithfulness was being rewarded. He'd never been there before, but for him to experience the expansion that God had in store for him and the gospel, there had to be this transition from where he was. So here's, here's what was hindering him. See, he had lots of hindsight. He even had the gospel of John recorded in the first chapter. It says Jesus came to his own but his own did not receive him. But to everyone who received him, Jesus gave the power to become a child of God. You see, that's all of us. But Peter still was seeing it only in terms of being Jewish, right? And, and Jesus said, I mean, it could mess up with your mind because part of C- Peter's hindsight was Jesus saying, Hey, I came for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Well, Jesus said that. So yes, indeed, he did come for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But he also came here to reveal it's not just for the Jews. It's for everybody. It's for everybody. See, we, we were kind of like that lady that had the demonic uh, uh, warfare going on. And she came up and asked Jesus to deliver her from the powers of darkness... And Jesus, that's where he said, I came for the, loud, you know, uh, the, the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And she says, yeah, but even dogs get the crumbs that fall on the table. And Jesus stepped back and said, wow, what incredible faith. I mean, what this lady was saying, she wasn't Jewish. And she says, yeah, but Lord, I, I can, I just need to touch. All I need are some of your crumbs and my life's going to be radically changed. Well, that was it. Transition. Is always there. So hindsight is wonderful, but it can mess you up. If you're always looking at the past and you're always just thinking, this is what I know to be true. Can I just ask you to say this now? Will you just say that word now? now. This is what I know now. Okay. See, the word repentance means to change your mind. And I just just want to promise you, if you follow Jesus for a long time, you will do a lot of repenting during your walk with Christ. There's things that you believe now that God's going to change a little bit. You're going to make a transition. Well, it's true there. So, he, he wasn't caught up with his hindsight alone. God was giving him new insight because there was something coming that was going to be incredible. His whole world would change. Now, let me just stop here for one second. What Peter was entering into was forbidden to him. Now, I'm not saying God's going to lead you into sin because God says he never tempts any of us to sin. But but the truth is, some things aren't status quo. There are things that I promise you that God is going to lead you into if you keep fogging a mirror, if you keep breathing and you, you keep walking with Christ, He's going to lead you through some things right now that you haven't walked with Him before. Now, unfortunately, sometimes it's healing. Things happen to our bodies, and we have to experience God as a healer. Sometimes there's there's provision that you've never seen God in your life tested for God to be Jireh, to provide for you. But God is always moving, always changing, always taking us steps farther in our walks and experiences with Him than we are right now. Now now listen, let me say it again. It's great where you are if you're walking with the Lord. But that is, you are not where God is going to leave you in these last days. These last days, things are going to speed up, things are going to intensify, and God is going to pour out His Spirit on us fresh and empower because you are overcomers. You are more than conquerors. Scriptures say. Now, can you imagine? You know, dads and moms. I promise you that I have four kids and seven grandkids. I know you can't believe that, but it's your five kids, and um, I cannot believe the things that my grandkids and my kids were exposed to. I mean, I had my own battles when I was a teenager and college, and and work. I mean, I had my own battles, but I just want to say, you young people, God bless you, man. You've got to have the power of the Holy Spirit flowing in you to walk an overcoming life in this world system today. I mean, you are bombarded. You are bombarded. Parents, you've got to pray over your kids. You've got to intercede over your kids. And I promise you, whatever level of intercession you're doing now for your kids, it's going to increase. Has to. It has to. Things are not, unfortunately, getting better and better. Things are, are going to get tougher and tougher. They are. But guess what? You're still the overcomer. God still promises that we're going to rise up. But it will require some transitions in your life. It will. If you don't transition, here's what's going to happen. You're going to be stuck. And you could be like somebody in Los Angeles. They never thought they'd get flooded, right? See, they always saw those things about us getting flooded in Florida all the time. Going, Oh, that's bad. And they just turned the page. Until you get your house, you know, three feet deep in mud. And now all of a sudden it's real, right? Well, forbidden doesn't mean sin. It just means it's not familiar. It's not previously acceptable. And God is always, always changing us. And and, and I said it a while ago. I'm usually the one that says, God, I just would like to have a little more before I walk out that new door. You know, God, I, I really would like to, you know, I'd really like to, to go when I know. I mean, and I don't think you're judging me right now because I know you're like that too. Okay, I think most of you like that. Well, Peter is right here on the trapeze because God says, get up, kill it, and eat it. You see, there are things in our lives right now that are good For us, maybe. But God says, look, you've got to die to the good in order to experience more of the best in your future. He says, you're going to have to let some things die. You're going to have to move on from what is in the past With this, as God gives you fresh words and revelation and and experiences with Him so that you can be prepared to be the man or woman of God, the young person of God that you're going to need to be in the days ahead we have to do that change and transitions are always part of it well he got up went downstairs and here's what happened before the expansion of the church happened the transition in peter had to happen he goes to the door of simon the tanner's house in joppa and there at the door is a roman soldier and some and some gentile servants and Peter says, "I'm sorry, God' word prevents me from having any fellowship with you. You can't come in here. Speak to me from outside." No, he didn't do that. His first transition happens here. He says, "Come in." He died right there. He was already dying to some of the 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 uh, the past experiences that he'd had. The past uh, hindsight. He had to die to it. Right there, he was doing what God told him when when God says, rise, kill, and eat it. He was stabbing prejudices in the heart. We have to do that. We have to constantly do that. How many of you know there are people not like you in the world? Yeah, how many of you know there are people that don't think like you? There are people that don't believe like you on some certain topics. You know what? God says, Let it go. It's not about uniformity. He says, I want you to be in unity. And unity is about common basis for Christ. That's the main thing. Well, he got up. He had to to kill some prejudices. He had to receive them. Then it says this. They ate together, but then they spent the night. You didn't just invite them into your house to welcome them and to have a meal. They spent the night. And then Scripture says the next day. The next day that uh, Peter went with them, traveled with them and went to Cornelius' house. And of course, if you read the rest of that chapter, he preached the word to them. They were so ripe. They all got saved. They all got water baptized and they all were filled with the Holy Spirit and God started releasing power and manifestations through them and it changed the whole world at that time. Now guys, here's what you got to know. Uh, let me close with these couple of thoughts. You see, we we can disqualify ourselves from God's future encounters and life and power and blessings if we're not willing to make the transitions that God leads us to. Now, guys, in other words, that's just change. And I'm not just talking about, you know, making New Year's resolutions, but God says. I'll bring you up to this point, but you, usually, you're going, it's going to be right here, you're going to have to kill something. And it's usually in the area of our will. It's usually in the area of our present thinking. It's usually in the area of our present, even, choices. Or there may be some relationships. Now, God never wants you to kill a person, of course, but some relationships have to end. They just have to. Um But don't disqualify yourself for future impact and future ministry and future blessing and future provision and future expansion by refusing to trust God in the transition that he's bringing into your life. You're going to have them. Look to the person next to you right now. And I just want you to say, just say, they're coming. Just those two words. They're coming. I promise you they're coming. It's 2023. It's a new year. But guys. We've already been through one plague, lasted a couple of years. There's going to be more plagues. E- even if you're a pre-trib rapture person, there's still going to be three and a half years of some bad stuff, and you've got to be prepared. And can I just tell you right now? You will. We will. We. I will include me. We will not be prepared unless when God speaks to us in our present situation. And brings us to a place to make a transition if we're not willing to make the transitions that he asks us to make. Now guys, here's the one last thought. Okay, one last thought. And we're going to pray. On the other side of your transition, there is always a need that is going to be met in somebody else. Now guys, God is for us. He's going to change us. He's going to work in us. I mean, you know, as... As conduits, it's great. God flows through us and ministers through us, and we get blessed. We get blessed as we're allowing people to do that. In fact, Mary and I said, honey, we, we, we made this commitment. We're going to help rise the blessing level in Shelbyville. Now, this is what I mean. This is what we're doing. I did. I practiced it this morning, going through McDonald's, getting my, big, getting my uh, um, egg McMuffin. The girl says, uh, thank you, have a good day. I said, God bless you. You have a blessed day. See, pa- uh, Pastor's message last week was uh, on the blessing that comes with the, uh, the attitudes. We're going to keep going on that. But speak blessing. We have committed that every time we leave and go somewhere, we're going to say, God bless you. You be blessed. And it isn't just words and it isn't just a little say. We're actually going to say, I, my prayer for you is that God reveal himself to you. His grace and favor and provision be on you that you experience the blessing of God. Try it. I'm challenging you. All week long this week, every time you leave somewhere go somewhere, say, hey, be blessed. Just Let's just practice a little bit. Be blessed. Be blessed. You be blessed. Okay, now say it like this. God bless you. God bless you. Now, if you now, I'm going to bring a little southern stuff to you. Y'all be blessed. Y'all. <laughs> say, oh, pastor, you lost me right there, buddy. You just lost me you just lost me right there but but speak it speak it because you we need to get conscious of the fact that man we are blessed and we are in God's is going to be a blessing through us well you see when we make the transitions other people's needs get met you gotta know that i mean the bridge ministry boy what what a ministry praise god for all that y'all are doing there yes thank you for For the vision that the church had, the leadership had, and supporting all of those leaders that have made it happen, and then all the volunteers that have raised up, and all the people that are being touched. Can I say this? That was a transition. You see, it's easy to say, hey, y'all come over here, y'all come here. Now, I I like being in church. I think we ought to be here. Don't forsake the gathering of ourselves together. But, you know, that used to be the main message coming here, coming here. But you see, Several years ago, SCC made a transition and says, no, we're going to go there. We're going to go to the prisons. We're going to go to the needy areas. We're going to have a ministry to where we meet people right where they are and make the trans- transitions in our thinking to receive them and bless them and in- in- encourage them and to empower them. See, you all did that. You did that. And can I say, as wonderful as that is, there are going to be more. Man, I, I met Pastor Craig. If you, y'all need to meet that big old guy. Of course, y'all know him. I just met him. I'm very impressed. You know, y'all had another vision to help prepare people to do woodwork. I've heard of other visions just in a week that I've been here, hearing about people that want to start cosmetic training, uh, hair, you know. Uh, uh, c- teaching women how to cut hair. I'm going. All of those things require a transition. But on the other side of the transition, somebody gets blessed. Needs get met. Now God has you. Ray, your, some of you work in in the in the, in, in, in county fire departments. I met a couple of guys already. Some of you work in the Hillsborough County, Hillsborough County, the Shelby County school system. You work in all over different types of businesses, you work in some different factories, you work in different places, you are God's agent of blessing. And you will be brought into situations where, now listen, they're not going to change. God asks you to make a transition to meet them where they are. And on the other side of that, there's going to be a need met. We're going to see the kingdom of God expand. We're going to see more and more people come to Christ. We're going to see people baptized. We're going to see people discipled. We're going to see new leaders raised up. Because, guys, it's not about, it, it's God's plan. It's God's plan. You've just got to make the transition. Amen? Amen? Now, I want to ask you a question before I close. I'm going to pray. But um, some of you feel like, as you look at these two pictures, some of you feel like, Pastor, that's where I am. I know God wants to work in me. Man, I'm so far away from God. I, I just don't feel like there's any hope for me. In fact, I don't it's the first time I've been in church in 17 years. I, it, it doesn't matter. God knows you. Just like he knew Cornelius. And God's the one reaching out to you and drawing you to himself. And yes, you do have some distance to cover. You do. We're not allowed to you. Coming to Christ, Christ, being a Christ follower in for babies. How many of you know that? I mean, you've got to make up your mind and you've got to receive the power of the Holy Spirit to let him change you, but he's going to. Relationally, some of you are in situations where you're going, Pastor, I just don't know how I'm going to make it to that place where I know or I think God wants me to be. But he's going to get you there. Some of you are in such financial messes right now, you're going, man, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this situation. Can I just tell you? God's going to help you make a transition at a time. A transition at a time. But he is faithful and he's going to prosper you. Now when I say prosper, I don't mean you're going to all drive, be driving you know, new Lexus and stuff. I just mean this. You're going to have your needs met. And you're going to have extra. That's prospering. Your needs have to be met first. You see, until your needs are met, you need to let somebody help meet your needs. But you're not going to stay there because God's going to make transitions and he's going to help you change. And then you're going to be a blessing. Uh, emotionally, I, see, some of us, I, I, I've got a dear daughter, my, my my oldest daughter. She's beautiful. She's an incredible woman of God. But she t- texted us this week and said, I'm just so depressed. She's been sick. She has a broken bone in her foot that won't heal. And she's got neuropathy in her foot and all kinds of stuff. And truthfully, she's never been there. She's always been a go-getter, 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 go-getter. Three kids, and I'm going, man, life. But you know what? God's got her in a place she's going to have to make some transitions in the way she thinks, the way she schedules her time, in the way she takes care of her, uh, her personal relationship with her husband. I mean, wherever you are, mentally, educationally, geographically, wherever you are, there's a transition coming. And God's going to give you the grace to make that transition. He will. Can you say Amen. Now what we're going to do we've got some people that are prayers they have a heart to to pray and 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 they've said hey look invite people today if they want to come up at the end of the service after I pray if you want if you want somebody to agree with you in prayer they're going to be up here at the front uh, willing just to pray with you in agreement and just say god touch them you know they're just going to agree with you and all you, you know and and here's the thing it's like peter's not i mean uh, Cornelius's guys are at the door. First thing is, rise, die to some stuff, let some stuff die, and then you have to take it in. So that's all this is. It's a process. Amen. So after after we pray and after the music starts, uh, go out to the uh, next step table if you need to sign up and and uh, do what take advantage of all that's available for you out there. Okay. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to let you play some soft music in the background there. give some good praying music, okay? Here we go. Would you bow your, your heads with me and your hearts? But I want you to do this first. Will you just open your p- palms up on your hands, I mean on your legs? Just lay your open palms on your legs. Would you do that? Just lay them open. And here's, wh- here's what you say. if you want to pray with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I receive your forgiveness, your life, and your changes that you're going to make in me. Now, there's somebody here that needs to pray this especially, just, but just say it with all your heart. Lord, I don't know how you're going to change me, but I want you to. So, Lord, give grace to that person, I pray in Jesus' name. Lord, show them the next transition that they have to make. And give them the grace to, to take a step. Give them grace to take a step. Lord, thank you, God, for hearing us today. Thank you, God, for meeting with us today. God, thank you for some of those incredible songs we sang today and all the prayers that have been already prayed and offered up. We say thank you, God, in Jesus' mighty name for all of these things. And we uh, just say we receive from you what you need, what you need to communicate to us. We receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I want to speak this blessing over you, but I'm going to do it a little differently today, okay? See, Brad's still teaching his class, so he can't tell me not to, so it's okay. Um, I might hear about it later. I, instead of me reading this blessing to you, I want you to look at somebody you love or somebody, and I want you to declare this blessing, because we're going we're to be blessers, right? So here you go. Look at them, and you repeat it after me. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his face and his countenance on you and give you peace. peace. All right. Hey, I want you all to do one other thing before I close, I mean, before you all are dismissed. We have a newlywed couple here today. Would you all stand up? Yeah. These guys got married over the weekend, yesterday, Friday and Saturday, so congratulations, guys, and uh, we're just, I I heard that, I just wanted to bless you. Everybody say, bless them, (laughs) yeah, say, don't don't add it, yeah, you're going to need it, no, but God bless you. We all need it, amen. God bless you, man, shake a couple of hands as you go out, and the prayer team's going to be available if you want prayer. God bless you, and uh, we look forward to all that God has in the next uh, coming days. All right, God bless you. You're dismissed.